Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Father, we give you the praise as we assemble at your table this afternoon. We pray that Heavenly Father, Lord of glory, you will feed us, you will, you, you, you will equip us, my Father, Lord, you will build us into the men and women that you want us to become in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living one. Somebody says amen. Hallelujah. Let your amen be born again. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Yesterday we had a glorious event as we were launching out Pastor Godfrey and um, Pastor Drusilla in their new church called Bethesda Pool in, um, where is this place? Huh? Risham. Deadford, New Cross. New Cross, I think, New Cross. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very good event. So we thank God for that and we give God the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we continue here. I think of those of you who have been following, uh, we have been do- dealing with discipleship. You remember we talked about that. We said we are going back to the basics. We are going back to the roots. And uh, we are going to intensify it in a way that we are going to, you know, we are going to come one-to-one on some, with some people. Some of you we will approach you and we are going to take it deeper on a one-to-one basis so that you can become that which God, that who God wants you to become. Hallelujah. We are going to be charging you up. We are going to be, <laughs> it's going to be intense. Titus, it's going to be intense. Yeah. Because our mission here is to build um, an inclusive multicultural community of faith that knows Jesus. We have to know, want you to know Jesus, not just to know about him. There's, there's, there's um, knowing me, hmm? knowing me and knowing about me. Those, are, those, th- those, those things are two different. Uh, they're two different things. So we want people who know Jesus on a personal basis. Yeah? Know him deeper. This is life eternal. That's what Jesus Christ said in John chapter 17, verse 3. This is life eternal, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent. That is life eternal. Life eternal is about knowledge. Knowing God, epignosis. Deeper knowledge. Hallelujah. Whether we are two or three here that have got that deeper understanding of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, that will be enough. Do you understand what I'm saying? Knowing Jesus, a person who knows Jesus lives Jesus. He walks Jesus. He speaks Jesus. He acts Jesus wherever he goes. And because of that, he begins to make others, make him known to others that are around him. Because what is on you begins to rub off onto others. Do you understand that? So you become, a, you are a disciple and because you are discipled, you begin to disciple others. That's what we want you to become, to disciple others. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 to 20. 
Jesus says, go therefore and do what? Make disciples of all nations. All nations. Cameroonians, the British, the, the, the Irish, all nations. In the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit. Doing what? Teaching them to observe all, not some, all that I have commanded you. And behold, he says, I am with you always to the end of the age. It was Jesus' final command before his ascension and should therefore be our chief focus of ministry. Somebody say amen. God wants you to be, to be a disciple. But before you can be a disciple maker, you first have to be a what? A disciple. Hallelujah. That is that's the motto of Jesus, disciple makers. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 19, the Bible says, And he said to them, Do what? Follow me. Matthew 4.19. Our system has gone down, yeah? Uh, we don't have uh, somebody doing... Oh, who's that? Jesse. Oh, bless you, Jesse. I thought... Yeah. Matthew 4.19. And he said what? To them. Do what? Follow me. And there's a comma. Think about it. Do what? Follow me. Today we're just, we're just going to be talking about that follow me. We're not going to continue the sentence. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. Somebody say follow. follow. Following is discipleship. Before I can make you to become a fisher of men, I need you to what? To follow me. A disciple as we have learned here is a learner. Learn about me. Follow me and learn about me. Hallelujah. Become a student of who I am. The Greek word mathetes hmm? means one who adheres to another. In other words, adhere to me. Adhere to me. Follow me. Be a learner of my knowledge. Be a learner of my beliefs, Jesus Christ is saying. Be a learner of my principles. Hallelujah. And that's what we must become. Not only one, not, not only does he learn from the teacher, a disciple, he also begins to do what the teacher has instructed him to do. So he's not only learning, but he's doing what he is doing. And that's where the problem is. He's not just a hearer. And Jesus Christ is looking for doers. Followers and doers. Followers and doers. In this day and age, my friend, that is something that is very hard for us. That's why Jesus Christ, as he was approached by somebody, he was preaching, was teaching, and someone says, Jesus, Master, your, your mother and your brothers are outside. They need to talk to you. He looked at him and said, you are joking. My mother and brothers are those who do what? Who do what? Hear my word. Luke chapter 8, verse 21. Just see if you can find it. Luke 8, 21. He answered them and said, My mother and my brothers are who? Those who do what? Hear the word of God and do it. Those who hear, who adhere to the word of God, who study the word of God, who is the word of God? Jesus. So you study Jesus, you become him, you, you, you internalize him, you, and then you do what he says. John chapter 13 verse 17. John chapter 13 verse 17. He says, if you know these things, which things? The things that I am teaching you. 
if you know these things, John 13, 17, says, blessed are you if you do them. Not just hearing them. Blessed are you if you what? If you do them. Amen. James chapter 1, verse 22. Write that down. Because some of us, you know, <laughs> we, 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 just, we just gloss over this one. It says, but be doers of the word. James 1, 22. Be doers of the word, not hearers only. He puts this word only there. Meaning is you don't stop at hearing. You have got to continue and do that which you have heard. Deceiving yourselves, he said. Now that's a true worshiper. It, it, rather a true disciple. A true disciple is one who hears the word and does it. Yesterday at that event where we were launching Pastor Godfrey, at the end of the event I was approached by two Catholic men. And um, they said, uh, we have heard you. We heard uh, the pastor speaking. We have heard you speaking as well. But um, we are concerned that the people that you, you speak to, when they leave this environment, they act differently. They speak differently. And these guys were not only referring to their friends. Listen to this. Wait for it. They were referring to their wives. Their wives who are Christians. It says, what is wrong with you? These guys took, put me in a corner. Two guys. It says, we heard Pastor Lincoln speak. You got there and spoke. Um... Pastor Hakim spoke. But these things, the way we hear them, is different from what we see our people do. What is wrong? You know what the problem is? Is we're not following. <laughs> we are not following. Listen, the Bible says, the Bible says, hallelujah, you're welcome guys, you're welcome. The Bible says that after Jesus Christ was arrested, do you know when he was arrested? What happened when Jesus Christ was arrested? Somebody help me. When Jesus Christ was arrested, what happens with the disciples? Guys, you are welcome. You're welcome, you're welcome, you're welcome. Let's appreciate. That's my neighbor again. He's back. Hallelujah. <laughs> and this time he's back with his beautiful wife, Kelly. Hallelujah. Kelly, we love you. We love you. You're welcome, guys. You understand? What, what, you, they fled. When Jesus Christ was struck, what happened? They fled. All of them, the Bible says they fled, they fled. But there was one guy who did not just run away. What did he do? The Bible says that he followed from afar. <laughs> Peter followed, but he followed from where? Afar. And this is what has happened to the church. We are following from afar. You are following, but afar. <laughs> At a distance, these words, you hear them and you leave them here. Let me tell you. That's why I normally tell you guys that someone's Someone's in and of themselves do not change people. The person who's listening has got to internalize them and receive. You've got to be receptive and make a quality decision to act on what you have heard. Do you understand? In my language, there's something they call a shekuro. A shekuro, what is a shekuro? 
Huh? Where are you? The pounding. What is it? A pest, is it a, what is it called? A, a mortar, and uh, and you, you use a, a, pest, a pestle. Yeah, you can you can pound sim sim in. You know. So they say in my language they say somebody you can put somebody who's put in 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 that pest in that whatever you called it and begin to pound and he doesn't change. There's a problem with him. He remains a fool. Do you understand that? It is a dangerous thing to sit under the word of God and live and change it. That's the word because the word of God hammers. It hammers the character, the, the evil character out of you, the ne ne negative character out of you. It it must be, it must the word of God must crush hatred out of you. It must crush jealousy out of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you go out there and you are still believe, <laughs> the, the guys said, we, we, we are at loss of, for words. They listen to what they say. But when they come home, the guys find bean, their, 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 their stuff in bag bins outside waiting for them. Get out of my house. Listen, you girls, I'm, let me speak to the, to, to the women here. I'm sorry, ap un apologetically. You, I know you are British, yeah? But inherently you are African. You understand that? In our culture, that is sacrilege. For a woman to chase a man out of the house. It's abomination. If you don't do this, get out of my house. Come on. I know that in this country, it is, uh, it is, uh, it is the dogs first, then the cats, then the, ch the children first, of course, then the, the cats, the dogs, and then with the guys, we come last. <laughs> but listen, we need to internalize the word and own it and walk it and follow it. Follow Jesus. Somebody say amen. For those of you who are joining us, we're talking about following. The problem with the people that these guys we are talking to me about, they have refused to become disciples. They cannot become disciples. Hallelujah. So Jesus Christ in, John, in Matthew chapter 9, 4, verse 19 to 20. Bear with me today. I'm not preaching. We're just converse, conversing. Hallelujah. Matthew 4, 19 to 20. Just get into your Bibles because I think the systems at the back are disobeying today. Everything today has been all over the place, but we thank God. We're going back to Matthew chapter 4, verse 19 to 20. Somebody say amen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Verse 20, the Bible says immediately they left their nets and followed him. Follow me. In this day and age, nobody wants to be a follower. The only places where we are following is on Facebook. Insta Instagram also has followers. You also have to follow somebody on Instagram. There you are. Twitter, that's where we follow. 
it is easier to follow there because there is no serious relationship that is demanding. You say, friends, I, I've got 5,000 friends. Five thousand Friends? Are those really friends? On, on Facebook, they are not friends, my friend. So some of us follow people on Facebook, which is not bad. I'm not, I'm not bashing it. No. Even me, I've got some people that I, that I follow. But you need to be a follower of Jesus Christ, my friend, if you are going to make an impact in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. There's even somebody who wrote a book and titled it, Great Leaders or Real Leaders Do Not Follow. <laughs> that is a lie. Every leader is a follower. You cannot be a leader if you are not a follower. Never. I will say that again. You will never be a leader if you're not a follower. Even me, I have got people that I follow. If you didn't know that. A Christian a, who wants to be a disciple needs to be a lifelong learner. A lifelong learner. You learn every day. Following Jesus Christ every day. And those you follow Jesus and you also follow those whom he has commissioned to teach you, to instruct you. Right now what I'm doing is I am instructing you. But if I'm, in, you know what happens, why, why people don't change? When instruction is coming from up front, people are busy tearing it down. What, what, what is he saying? There are three ways of, of, of receiving. There are three ways in which messages are received. Number one, a message can be generalized. Generalization. Generalization. If I, on Sunday, Next, if next week I turn to those doors, you see those doors there? And I remove the hinges from the other side and put them in the middle. What would that mean? It would mean that the doors will open the other way, isn't it? But if you came on Sunday, what would you do? You would go straight and open, try to open them the same way you open them every other day because you have generalized. Some other information, as it comes to you, it is distorted. You distort it. You hear, I say A, you hear B. And those, those are filters. Every one of us has got those filters. Right now, as I'm speaking, as, how many minutes have I been speaking? 17. I don't know how many things some of you have deleted. I don't know how many things some of you have di di uh, distorted. The same sermon, different messages. Now he's talking about me. Who told him about me? Hmm? Somebody, somebody goes back and, and, and puts the husband on, you know, on, on, on the walls. Why did you tell the pastor about my stuff? Nobody has told me about you. Distortion, deletion. Another one is delete. Some, some of them you just, you delete. Those ones, uh, they, they won't even enter. That's why we leave the, the same someone, but go back and change it. Somebody said, that's not me. So you need to be a follower of Jesus Christ and a follower of those he has commissioned to teach you. 
That's why he says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, Paul writes to Timothy, he says, and what you have heard from who? From me. 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 1, 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. Sorry, just I'm confusing you. It says, and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, do what? Entrust to faithful men. Who will be able to teach others also? So discipleship, my friend, is about, is about what? Learning to follow. <laughs> We've got to learn to follow. And we are going to come here. I'm gonna, the next time I'm, I'm, I'll be here, I'll, teaching you, I'll be teaching you how to follow, to learn how to follow. It is an art. You learn how to follow. When we are children, it, following is easy. That's why children are able to speak vocabularies like never before. You bring a mature boy from wherever and put him here in this UK. In one month, he will be speaking as though he was born here. They follow. But when we begin to, to, to grow older, <laughs> the art of following is forgotten. We need to learn again to follow. Somebody say amen. Wherever you go, whether it is a place of work, you, whether it is a shop, whether it's a hospital, you've got to learn to follow because there are instructions in that place. That's why after you get a job, what happens? What do they do? When you get a job in a, in a, in a, in a company, what do they do? What's the first thing they do? Induction. They are inducting you into their doctrine. You need to, f if, you, if you violate anything that they have inducted you into, you are fired straight away. So you have to be a, a follower. Now we are followers at our places of work, but we do not follow the word of God. We are not followers of Christ. That is something that we cannot allow to continue. So we as leaders are instructed by God. We instruct you of what we have also learned. But if you are not following, then we will all be going in different directions. We refuse that in Jesus' mighty name. We've got to be singing from the same hymn sheet in Jesus' mighty We need to learn how to follow. Like sheep. That's why the Bible refers to, to us as sheep. Sheep follow. You know, some people say sheep are very stupid animals. That is a lie. Sheep are very, very intelligent. See, in the Middle East, the pastor or the shepherd does not drive sheep. They do not what? Drive sheep. That's in my language. It's called kufunya. I don't know what they call it in Uganda. The shepherd goes ahead of the sheep and the sheep follow him. <laughs> Just picture that. They follow him wherever he goes. The goats are the ones that are driven. The cows are the ones that I've got cows at home. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's some, one you, you, are, you are driving them here, another one is going there. So you've got at times you need more than one person to drive them. But sheep, just one shepherd only. I wonder, Jesus, you know why they, 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 they do that? It's because they hear the voice of the shepherd. They know the voice of the shepherd. Once the shepherd stands here and says, We are fasting. I'm now I'm the shepherd. <laughs> we are fasting. Uh, by the way, we are going into fasting next month. So brace yourselves. The whole month would we'll be praying and fasting. So when the shepherd says we are doing this, the sheep hear. If you do not hear me, listen to this. If you do not hear me and you are sat in this congregation, then I think you don't belong here. 
That is a fact. If you cannot hear me as your shepherd, it's better you look for a place where you, where you hear. Because you will be in obedience all your life and you will not get where you want to, 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 be, to go. So you need to be in a place where you hear the shepherd. This is scripture. James, John chapter 10 verse 3. Jesus says, to him the gatekeeper op opens. The sheep hear his voice. The sheep hear the voice of who? The shepherd. And he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Out of the pen, whatever, whatever you call it, where they, where, 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 where they spend the night. He leads them out because they hear his voice. Verse 4. John chapter 10, verse 4. When he has brought them, when he has brought out, when he has brought out all his own, he goes before them. He goes before them. He goes not behind them, before them. And they do what? And the sheep follow. Just look for that scripture. John chapter 10, verse 3 to 5, please. I don't want people thinking that I'm making these things up. John chapter 10, verse 3. We are taking our time. We are not rushing on this one. Because if we, if we get this right, we'll fly. Somebody say amen. Let your name be born again. Amen. To him, to who? To the shepherd, the gatekeeper opens. There's a gatekeeper. Once he opens the gate, what happens? The sheep begin to hear the voice of the shepherd. Then he begins to call them out by name. And he leads them out. <laughs> Verse 4, when he has brought out all his own, what does he do? He just goes ahead and the sheep follow him. Why? For they know his voice. Those are sheep. They know his voice. A person who calls himself a member of Shiloh Tabernacle must know my voice. You must know my voice. You must hear my voice. Because I, there's somebody that I'm hearing from as well. Hallelujah. In verse 4, he says, A stranger they will not follow. That's why I've got people who do, not, who do not settle in places. You are jumping from one place to another. You are following. You are follow, how, who are you following? Today you are here. Tomorrow you are there. Tomorrow you are in the other place. Find a person, find a shepherd that you listen to and settle down so that you may be transformed into that God whom God wants you to become. You cannot be transformed if you are jumping sheep day after day. Why don't you change places of work every other day? A stranger, they will not what? They will not follow. Listen, these shepherds, when they are leading their sheep, guess what happens? At times, they get into a confluence, a confluence of roads, and they meet another shepherd who is also leading what? Sheep. And this shepherd, they stand, they, they begin to converse. Hey, how are you there? We are fine. And guess what is happening to the sheep? They are mingling. But after this shepherd says, oh, see you later, and he goes, the sheep... The, the, the shepherds don't have to worry about whose sheep will go with who. No. Their sheep know who to follow. <laughs> he just walks and they begin. The other one follows the other because they know their shepherd. 
They know where they belong. They have a sense of belonging. They know how to follow. They cannot follow the other stranger. This is Jesus Christ saying that. And it's true because what, you know, he, was using the, 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 he was using examples that were relevant to them. For some of us, it's, it's foreign because we are used to driving. driving. There's no reason why I should be driving you. There's no reason why I should be manipulating you. If you go into a place where you are being manipulated, <laughs> then there's a problem. You are not following that. You are being manipulated. Somebody say amen. A stranger, he says, they will not follow. But they will flee from him. <laughs> For they do not know the voice of the stranger. Let's bring it closer here. Following. Somebody say following. You see that microphone there that is before desire? That microphone. That, how many of you have had desire singing here? In a, in a, in a praise and worship ceremony, uh, whatever session. You've heard him singing? Just when, when praise is going on, you, you hear desire's voice. Have you heard his voice? No. Where is that microphone there, you think? It is there because... Elisha who plays the drums and the best guitarist if he's there even if, the, if should there be a, a, a guitarist here and the keyboard when you had the second one they are there, they are communicating desire is communicating to the drumist now stop, now drum faster the best guitarist, he's communicating they have got to follow him so the melody that we hear in praise and worship is a result of following That's why that microphone is there. So you hear Elisha playing, playing, and then he stops. You wonder how. Leader. He's their shepherd. <laughs> you are in the ushering department. You've got to listen to your, to, 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 to your shepherd. These girls that are here singing, if when they are singing, when the leader is starting a song, you hear the singer, Mercy or whatever, whoever is, is leading, they start the song alone. Now, if you have watched them, if you see somebody putting their hand behind like this. What is he doing? What was she doing? She's inviting them to They need to follow her. We are talking about what? Following. Somebody say follow. Somebody say, I am a follower. Do you believe that? I'll, now let's take it a notch higher. How many have ever seen an orchestra? What does an orchestra mean? An orchestra is a large instrumental ensemble hmm? which combines instruments from different families including bowed strings, uh, string instruments such as a violin, a viola, a cello, the flute, the brass instruments such as the horn, the trumpet, the tambron, all these instruments are on a stage. The snare drum, the bass drum, the, the keyboard, whatever, they are all in this band. Have you ever seen an orchestra? Usually composes of about 70 musicians. I think the largest could be about 120. 
Now, there are different instruments and behind every instrument, there is a person who is playing it. Is that so? Yes or no? Now, the goal of the symphony is to do what? Rather, of the orchestra is to make a symphony, to bring out a symphony, to bring out a harmony. Are we following? But how do they do it? 120 guys on a stage playing instruments, different instruments. How do they bring out that melody? For example, classical music. How many of you love classical music? You know, it's coming out and it's, it's a symphony. It's a harmony. You see, they cannot bring out a harmony until they are in harmony. <laughs> Symphonies don't come out, they are not pie in the sky. Symphonies happen before they even happen. The people that are bringing them out have got to be in sync. They have got to be in harmony. They have, the, symphony, the symphony is in them before we even hear it. How do they achieve that? They achieve it by following. They are followers. All Every person in the orchestra has got to learn how to follow. You understand? They cannot become the symphony until they have learned how to what? To follow. To follow who? Their shepherd. Who is their shepherd? The conductor. Have you seen this guy with, with sticks? He's just moving and the, the movement he's making won't make sense to us. At times, I think, what is he doing? But every movement is a command. Every movement is a command. So they, 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 they must follow. The musicians must follow the conductor. Why? Because he's the one who unifies the orchestra. He brings 120 instruments into one. Just like this. He's the one who sets the tempo. <laughs> if he goes this, the tempo goes. If he goes slowly, the tempo. They have got to follow. I, is somebody catching what I'm, what, where I'm driving this? He's the one who shapes the sound of the entire ensemble. He shapes it. So the, their duty is to do what? Follow. And these guys read. I don't know how they do it. They are reading music, but at the same time they are following. I don't even know how they do it. So once you are in this ensemble, I don't care how tall you are, how, how big you are, how educated you are, how smart you are, how rich you are, you must follow the conductor. And in ensembles, we have got men, we have got doctors. There's one that's composed of just doctors. Doctors and they travel all over the world. But the guy who's conducting them may not even be a doctor. He may not even have a degree. But they have got to do what? To follow him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people say, unless he has got a, a serious car parked downstairs and he lives in a serious house, he cannot lead me. You are joking. That is how we, that, that, that is how we, we measure people whom we follow. Hmm. Jesus Christ did not have a house. He, uh, he says foxes do what? They have what? They have holes where they lay their heads. <laughs> But me, the son of man, I don't even have... Somebody wanted to know where he lives before he can follow him. That's why he asked that question. I want to visit your house. 
I want to see where you live so I can follow you. He said, you are, you are, you are not fit to follow me. <laughs> because me, I don't have a place where to live. So if you, these guys who are following me, <laughs> they sleep under trees. So this man said, you know what? Uh, uh, this is not for me. <laughs> you must follow the lead of the, 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 the conductor. They play according to the conductor. Listen, child of God. God wants to build a great orchestra here at Shiloh Tabernacle. But we must all play our instruments according to the conductor. <laughs> we must be in one accord. No wonder the Holy Spirit could not come upon the disciples in the upper room until they were what? In one accord. Acts chapter 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost had, has, was fully come, hmm, they were all in one accord, in one place. Acts 2, 1. Do you get that, Jesse? I, can you bring it for me in the King James Version, please? Acts chapter 2 verse 1. The Holy Spirit could not come. The Holy Spirit does not come in a place. I need, yeah, in a place where people are not in one place because we could be in one place but not in the same place. We could be where? In one place but not in, the, in one place. <laughs> they were in one place and in one accord. They were accord, according, according. Some of you are, are so young, you didn't see the accordion. How many of you seen the accordion? The accordion is a mis an instrument that, yeah, that's, that word comes from according. Harmony. They were in harmony. And then the Holy Spirit came. The Spirit of the living God will not reside where there is chaos. Where the shepherd is going, is saying, go here and for you, you want to go there. <laughs> if this is going to happen, and it's going to happen, it is, somebody says it's going to happen. We are going to follow. Somebody says we are going to follow. Mm. It will require, number one, sacrifice. It will require sacrifice. Number one, it will require sacrifice. When you go to Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, the Bible says that after he called them and said, follow me. You see, Jesus Christ did not call idle men. Jesus Christ called old men. Men who had vocations, men who had businesses, men who had who were doing some something. They were fishermen. As a matter of fact, I think it's Luke 5 where he was at, at the Sea of Gennesaret, where he where, where Peter and his team had caught nothing the whole night. And after he had told them to launch on the other side, what happened? They caught fish that they had never caught before. But what did they do after he said, Follow me? They left everything. They left everything. There are some things you've got to give up if you're going to be a follower. If you're going to join a leader, if you're going to join the shepherd, there are some things, there are some your, your agendas that you are going to leave in, for the good of the movement, for the good of the church, for the good of the company. Now, I'm, just, I'm not just talking about church here, by the way. I'm talking about home. I'm talking about church. I'm talking about business, whatever it is. You've got, people have some people. They have, you've got to identify a clear head. The man is the head of the house. Let's go domestic right now. 
children must follow the head of the family. The wife has got to follow. The Bible says, submit. But some Christians, my friend, you find the wives wanting to, to zap. Just because we are in this country and we, put, we, all, we both put on, put on trousers does not make you a man. Of course, there are no amens there. You need to know your place. Somebody say, I must know my place. Just bring it in church. You may have money that is uh, countless, but when you come through those doors, <laughs> I am in charge. Have you heard the apostle here? The apostle has got many, many years of, of, of ministry under his belt. More than I. But when he comes, he has got to submit. The apostle there has got to submit here. At your place of work, know your place. Be a follower at your place of work. Hallelujah. Can somebody turn on the, the ACs, please? It's getting too hot in here. Know your place. So yet there are some things you give up for the good of the bigger. You sacrifice. Somebody say, I will sacrifice. These guys left things. Immediately they left their nets and followed Jesus. Sacrifice number two, willingness to learn. You have got to be willing to learn. Teach, that's it, a teachable spirit. Some of us are stubborn, yet we want our children to eat the vegetables. And when they don't eat the vegetables, we complain. Yet you alone, you are also stubborn. You've got to be teachable. You've got to be willing to be teachable. Willing to learn. Because guess what? There's something that you don't know that I know. And even me, I've got to be willing to learn from you because there's something that you know that I don't know. Do you understand that? It is said that the, the most, you know, prolific teachers in the, in the world are our children. Our children teach us many things. If you are a person who is too proud, you will not learn from your children, but your children will teach you many things. Proverbs chapter 12 verse 1 says 12 verse 1 of Proverbs says whoever loves instruction whoever does what? Loves instruction give it to me in the Amplified Jesse Proverbs 12 1 Proverbs 12 1 can we read that together? 1 2 whoever loves instruction and correction loves knowledge let's read it again whoever let's, let's stop there who is whoever? Is that, does that include you? Amen. Whoever loves instruction and correction, instruction and correction. Some of us love only instruction, but when it comes to correction, I am out of here. I, I am out of here. How dare you correct me? As a father of desire, I have got to correct him if he makes a mistake. Hallelujah. And you as my, as, as, as my, you know, you know my church members, if any one of you makes a mistake, I will correct you. Somebody say amen. Are you, are you correctable? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you correctable? <laughs> Some of us are looking at mama. Last night, mama said something and you, and you, just, you, just, you just banged the door and left and now she, uh-huh. 
we got you this morning. Are you correct, correctable? Do you love instruction? Instruction, instruction, instruction. Like I said, wherever you go, you'll find, whether it's on an aeroplane, whether it's an airport, you'll find instruction. And if you have a problem with instruction, you're going to have the worst flight ever. Instruction. Simple instruction. Some of them are, are even spelled out in, in uh, they are printed. Some of us are drivers. How many drivers are here? Hello? Instruction 30. This, this is a third. There's a road here recently. They, they turned it into 20. But once you are there right, driving at 20, there are guys who are at the back hooting because they, they want. And I'm thinking, instruction. The day I got a speeding ticket is the day I learned how to read instructions and obey the instructions. The next time they catch me on speeding, they will take away points. And now, I don't care whether you are behind me. Hallelujah. I don't care whether you are hooting. <laughs> I don't care where you are going. I will obey instruction. Hallelujah. Because I am a follower. Some of us follow by force after things have fallen onto you. Just like I learned how to follow instructions on the road after getting those tickets. Why should you wait for the calamity? Let's get, we haven't finished that scripture yet, by the way. Put it back. Whoever loves instruction. Somebody say, I. Now say it like you had breakfast. I. I love instruction. Huh? I love to be corrected. And I love knowledge. But he who hates reproof is like a brute beast. He is stupid and indiscriminating. Let's read it because it, when I read it alone, it, it sounds. Let's read it together. But he who hates. Let's, one, two, three. But he who hates reproof is like a brute beast, stupid and indiscriminating. Now somebody say, let's read it the other way around. Say, I am not a brute beast. I am not stupid. I am not indiscriminating. Because I love instruction. I love correction. And I love knowledge. If you believe that, say amen. John Maxwell, one of my mentors. One of the people I listen to, I follow. He says, if you want to grow, cultivate a teachable spirit. Some of us, like Apostle says, are growing, are just growing old in you see, <laughs> we are just growing age in number. You're growing old in number, rather. You need to be growing in quality, in the quality of who you are, in the quality of your character, in the quality of your speech. In the quality of the way you conduct yourselves, yourself among others. You need to be growing. And to grow, and growing does not stop. You need to be growing daily. And to grow, you must be a follower. You must have a teachable spirit. The reason many people in church cannot be disciples is because 
today do not have a teachable spirit. They are rebellious. The spirit of rebellion, the Bible says, is what? Is worse than what? It's, it's as witchcraft. So I bring it back again in this church. Like if you are a member of this church and you cannot listen to instruction that's coming from me, the Bible calls you what? Say it. Yeah. Not me. Because rebellion is as what is. Somebody say, I have a teachable spirit. A person who has a teachable spirit, when they come into a classroom or a someone, they lock away everything they know and they are open to new knowledge. That's how you learn. But this, if you are this way, Zeka, you will not learn anything. You, this is a camera that has just been brought in here. And if you think that you know the camera through and through, then you are not going to learn. These are instruments that are here. If this guy like desire. Have you ever learned the whole of that keyboard there? Never. That keyboard there. How many years has it been here? For years. But every other day, this young man comes in the week and he sits on that keyboard and he begins to discover stuff. What is he doing? He is learning. There is a manual there. He has got to follow the manual. Following so that he can bring out sounds that he didn't know existed in that thing. So for him to be proficient at how he's playing, somebody say, I want to be like him. No, you cannot be like him unless you are ready to follow. Continually following, continually growing. Do you understand that? As a preacher, I need to keep on learning. <laughs> on Saturday the 7th, I will be graduating with some people that I pastor here. If that's not humility, I don't know what that is. I will be graduating with who? With the divine. Can you imagine? There's a course I, she did and I did. What I was, what was, I was learning. Because knowledge never, <laughs> never ends. Somebody say amen. You have to have a teachable spirit. And to have a teachable spirit, number three, you have got to be humble. Humility. Because humility, my friend, is wisdom. Humility is wisdom. Humility is not stupidity. Humility is power. Humility is strength. Jesus Christ said, look unto me and take my yoke. I am meek. I am meek. Follow me. Meekness does not connote weakness. A person who is meek is stronger than the person who is too full of himself. Humility is wisdom and humility is one of the core values of this house unless if you are not humble in this place you will be spat out you can't you cannot remain in this place if you're not if you're not humble you can't you can't that one you can't you have to be humble in order to learn if divine comes and stands here and begins to teach i will listen Jacqueline stands here and begins to teach, I will listen because I know that there's something that she has in her that I don't. However young she is, Proverbs 9 verse 9 says, Proverbs 9 9 says, give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser. 
Proverbs 9 9. Give instruction to a wise man and he will still be wiser. Teach a righteous man and he will increase in learning. Increase in learning comes from humility. You need to become wiser by humbling yourself at the feet of the teacher, at the feet of the one that you are following. The Bible speaks of Martha and Mary in Luke chapter 10, verse 39. Martha and Mary, Luke 10, 39. Jesus Christ has just gone to their home and guess what? The Bible says Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and she began to listen to what he was teaching. She humbled herself. But Martha was distracted with serving. Some of us are so distracted with many things. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Are you not worried? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered Martha and said, Martha, Martha, Martha. You are too anxious about and troubled about many things. But one thing is necessary. One thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen that good portion. And it will not be taken away. She chose to sit at the instructor's feet. She humbled herself at the instructor's feet. And in church, wherever we are, some of us are, we are good. We are, we are so occupied by many things. We are here and there and there. But when it comes to following the word, we are not there. We need to be followers of the word. Following requires obedience. It requires pliability. You need to be pliable like the clay and the porter. You see, once you find the clay arguing with the porter, Hmm? <laughs> once you find the clay arguing with the porter, then there's a problem. The clay has got to be obedient so that it may be molded into the, the vessel that the porter wants it to become. The clay will remain clay until it is pliable, until it's obedient to the hands of the porter. Did you hear that? You cannot become until you are pliable to the porter. You will remain clay. And that's where most people are. They're just clay. <laughs> you remain clay 2021. You are still clay 20. I refuse to remain clay. I'm going to obey to the hand, to, to, in, in the hands of the porter so that he may make me into that vessel that he wants me to become. I will follow. Everyone, Luke chapter 6, verse 47. I think Matthew, uh, Masi, Masi quoted this as we are beginning the service. Luke 6, 47. It says, everyone who comes to me, everyone, everyone who comes to me. This is Jesus Christ saying, if you come to me, you must hear my words and do them. Hear my words and do what? And do them. You have to be bendable by God. Otherwise, you will crack and break. Bendable by God. You need to be willing to change into what he is making you to become. Because he is the porter and you are the clay. Hallelujah. Following is not just a passive word. It is action. It is action. Luke chapter 6 verse 48 46, 46 rather. He says, why do you come? Why do you call me Lord, Lord? Let's go back. Luke 6, 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Did you hear that? Let's read that together. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? 
So if you're not practicing what he's telling you, then he's not Lord. He hasn't been Lord at all. He's only a savior. But he needs to be your Lord. Is he your Lord? Turn to your neighbor and ask him, is he your Lord? Or is he, or is he only your Lord in church? When you walk out of those doors, when you are alone, is he still Lord? That is the question. Are you still doing what you have learned? An hour is gone, I have been speaking. Somebody say, when is he finishing? I left my fish in the, in the oven. That means you don't love instruction. Because we are receiving. This, Jesus Christ said, the words that I'm giving you are life. We are, we are, we are receiving life right now. 